What it do, baby? It's your boy, K-Chef Killer Cam, and this is the Midnight Hype, bringing you the finest sports content straight out of Missouri City, Texas. And that's right, folks. You can check your calendar because it's not Thursday, but the NBA Finals are tonight uh, at 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, I believe. I believe they're at 8 p.m. Um, nonetheless, here to give you a solo show with a NBA Finals preview. Got my uh, Jim Beam. Got my Coke. About to pour me up a little sip sip. Bear with me momentarily. And we can go ahead and talk about some NBA Finals. First off, want to go ahead and congratulate the Los Angeles Lakers and uh, the Miami Heat on a fantastic, superb season. During these trying times, you know, obviously, you had the regular season, which seems like uh, forever ago. But both these teams still managed to keep the course. Excuse me. Miami being a fifth seed in the East, making it all the way to the NBA Finals. And with LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers, being a number one seed, uh, holding on to that number one seed in the West, the ever so dangerous West, um, and making it all the way to the top. So I guess I want to start uh, with this by saying that uh, I, I've been on record, you know, on on other episodes of the pod saying that I have Miami in six, and I I, I stand by that. I, part of the reason why I have Miami in six is because I believe that if it does go to seven games. Which uh, I don't believe this will be a sweep or a gentleman sweep. I, I do think Miami. Well, I, I do feel that Miami will make this a series and a competitive one. Uh, I feel that if it goes to seven, the Miami Heat have absolutely no chance. LeBron will just go into takeover mode, uh, and he will, you know, essentially will his way through this team. But um, I want to talk about some of the X factors for each team. Uh, starting with the Miami side of things, obviously uh, you have guys like you know Jimmy Butler, who's gonna uh, play a pivotal role, a pivotal part uh, on this team. He's the anchor, the heart and soul of this team. Uh, you have guys like Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. Uh, actually, Bam probably would be the heart and soul. He's the drive of this team. Jimmy Butler uh, is just the closer, the closing piece, but. Whiskey and Coke, man. Old man's drink. <sighs> but you got, you know, your shooters in Duncan Robinson, Jay Crowder, Tyler Hero, um, and so forth. Uh, Kelly Olenek. Um, But I wanted to talk about some some X factors. Uh, one underrated piece, uh, one underrated player that I think will that will have a, a consistently good series, who's been fantastic throughout all these playoffs, is uh, going to be Goran Dragic. Um, look for Goran Dragic to do a lot of scoring during the regular season off the bench. Uh, and the, the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers played two games in the regular season this, this year, obviously being, uh, in opposite conferences. Dragic was still coming off the bench at this time. Uh, he didn't play at all the second game. Uh, I forget what the reason was for. Uh, this was in December. 
December the 13th, and uh, they played the first time November the 8th of 2019. Uh, Miami, or the Lakers won both of those games. The first game was 95 to 80. The second game was 113 to 110 in uh, favor of the Lakers, obviously. Uh, Drogic in that first game, 34 minutes off the bench, uh, 7 for 16, scored 19 points, 6 uh, rebounds, 7 assists with 2 turnovers. Uh, was a minus 3 in the plus box score. Uh, like I said, Drogic has had a history of, of playing uh, the Lakers well and playing LeBron well for that for that much. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I wouldn't be able to tell you. But um, I, I think that Goran Drogic will have a fantastic series here. I think if Derrick Jones Jr. can get the minutes, his length will help on the defensive end, uh, especially with closing out shooters, um, chase down blocks, etc., you know, things of that nature. I think he will get the minutes here. Um, I don't exactly know how many. It could be in the single digits. It could be in the double digits. It could be in the low teens. It could be in the high teens. It could be in the low 20s. I think what the Heat should do is run a tight a tight ship, off rip, tight rope. Now, I know that's not going to be the case, obviously. You know, it's the first game. Um and a, uh, you know, uh, basically a, uh, you know, a feel for each other is what both teams will try to do um, in this boxing match. And I also think uh, the most, the, the, the player that will have the most impact on this team, it's actually two guys. One of them being Andre Iguodala. I think he's the, the biggest X factor for this team. And the other is going to be Udonis Haslam off the bench, just not from a sense. Now I know you're probably laughing and, and cracking jokes and looking at me, looking at your phone or wherever you're listening to this and thinking that I'm crazy, but Udonis Haslam from a locker room perspective, don't get it twisted from a locker room perspective is going to have a lot to do with making sure that these guys stay on track. I think that if they get down big, he'll be a vocal leader. Obviously he's not going to play, but, um, from a guy that, you know, just has been around the league for so long, been with Miami for so long, seen what he's seen uh, in the NBA, um, been through the things that he's been in the NBA. I think that's going to be a pivotal role for guys like Jimmy Butler, who haven't been there, Tyler Hero, who's a rookie, Duncan Robinson, an undrafted free agent, you know, guys that just don't have that type of experience. Um, you know, uh, I... Like I said, Goran Dragic, I think he's he's gonna have a nice uh series and a nice role. I believe he won uh this past uh his Slovenian team, I believe won the last Euro League or something like that. I think Dragic is coming off of some uh Euro a fantastic Euro season. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was uh his team excelled in. He and his team excelled in, but nonetheless, um I think that'll help you know, with Drogic's experience. Um, and you're going to have to do that against, uh, when you know, against LeBron James. He's, he's a guy that's been to, you know, countless finals, countless conference finals, um, and who's the champion on the Mount Rushmore basketball. So, uh, you know, these guys are going to have to bring it. Jimmy Butler's going to have to play with an edge. He's going to have to be a lot more aggressive than what he's been in the playoffs. He's not going to be able to wait till the fourth quarter to get it going. He's going to have to uh, be on attack off rip and especially game one. And I think he's come out and said 
that uh, he's not leaving any room for for error or some somewhere around that ballpark. He said something like that. He's he's not giving them any edge or or something like that. So got to come out um, and get game one. I think the Heat will hope will bring it in. I think they'll do that. Um, and like I said, I I, I just think Iggy being uh, in the last six finals uh, is going to be a, a pivotal role. Uh, I think you'll see a lot. I think you'll see him guarding LeBron, and eventually, I think you'll see him starting for probably Duncan Robinson. I think Duncan Robinson uh, gets his minutes yanked in this series. I think he does what he can, but I mean, you know, other than the space, the floor, I don't, I don't think you see much Duncan Robinson uh, in this series. I, I mean, you can get that out of Jay Crowder. You can get that out of Tyler Hero. You know, you can get that out of Goran Dragic. I mean, they've got. It's not like they don't have shooters now. They don't. You know. Miami isn't the best three-point shooting team in the world, but, you know, don't get it twisted. It's not like they don't have shooters. I mean, you know, Kelly O'Lennon can shoot the ball. Myers Leonard can shoot the ball. I know Myers Leonard probably won't play, but, you know, is a guy that can space the floor if they elect to go that way. I don't think that would be the smartest thing in the world because Anthony Davis will probably eat that alive. But, um, you know, like I said, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, uh, Jay Crowder, Goran Dragic, and so forth. And Jimmy Butler, who's been shooting the ball uh, particularly well, in the finals, or in the uh, in the bubble, rather. So, and also, I think the last thing I want to talk about on the Heat side of things is uh, another underrated piece that nobody is um, is really paying any mind to. But that's that the Miami Heat have Eric Spolstra as their head coach. Eric Spolstra, one could argue, is the best coach in the NBA right now. Um, One could argue he's a top two coach. One could argue he's a top five coach. Wherever you put him, I think you have to put him in that top five category. You definitely have to put him in that top ten category, and it's not debatable. Um, And just the job, the the phenomenal job that he and Pat Riley have done with this team being a fifth seed, defeating the number one seed in the Milwaukee Bucks, defeating you know the number four seed in in uh, the Indiana Pacers, who who were a defensive minded team, um, and you know beating a, a red hot Celtics team as well uh, as the number I believe they were the number three seed uh, in the East Eastern Conference. So um, they've 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 been through their fair shares of of trials and tribulation. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, not so much. You know, at the time, the Portland Trailblazers were a red hot team, but at the same time, you know, the Lakers were supposed to handle up on that. As they did, they it was a gentleman sweep. Uh, the Houston Rockets stood absolutely no chance. Uh, unfortunately, I, I say that um, being a Rockets fan with the small ball, um, you know, got that one game, and I, I that was a gentleman sweep as well. Um, and then you have the. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, who who really could have made it a series. It should have been a series, but uh, that game ended in, in five as well, I believe. So, um, Lakers just really haven't been through anything uh, in the postseason. Let me just stat check myself because I want to be accurate when I say that. One, two, three. No, they played six. Six. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so... Denver got two games on them. So um, Denver, not a good defensive team in the bubble. Um, the Houston Rockets were abysmal 
uh, in the postseason, especially uh, on defense. Um, predictable. And it wasn't even a matter. I don't, I don't even think it was a matter of, of – I don't even know if it was a matter of defense. I, I just – they were just predictable. I mean, when you when you can't score, you give up possessions. And when you give up possessions, that equates that, – that can equate to, to more points. Um, more possessions – can equate to more points. So I, I, I can't even say it was a defensive thing. I think they just had the Rockets number. Um, the Lakers, that is. And and like I said, uh, bringing it back to my point with the Heat, I just, I, I, I think they've been through it. So I think they're, 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 they, they have uh, experienced this postseason on their side. This is going to be Anthony Davis's first time in, in the finals. This is the furthest that he's ever made it in his career. Um, I don't think he'll take this this uh, for granted, but um, you know, like I said, credit to to Spo and Pat Riley, Jimmy Butler, and the the whole Miami Heat crew. Um, now I'm not gonna sit here and be biased uh, and just talk about the Heat, but I did want to just start with them and and bring up those points and uh, and why I think that. Um, that they they have a a puncher's chance of of winning the NBA finals. Um so moving on to the LA Lakers side of the ball. Obviously, LeBron is going to do what LeBron is going to do. Um I'm I I what I want to see out of LeBron James is I want to see him be absolutely dominant in these finals. It is not a good matchup for either one of these teams. And I think that we will see some low scoring games in these finals. I think it'll be in I think it'll be some really, really low, ugly scores. And I could be wrong. Um, especially, you know, that that's really a hot take. Um, I feel like considering, you know, some of the scores that we've seen in the bubble, how the scoring has gone up as uh as opposed to what we see in the bubble from the regular season. But what I want to see out of LeBron James, I want to see him be dominant on the offensive end, and I also want to see him be dominant on the defensive end. I don't want to see him crying about fouls. That same, I guess, uh, you know, Kobe look or Mamba look he had on his face from you know from that uh, that picture or you know that 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 scene of the Lakers winning the um, the Western Conference Finals, uh, the Western Conference Championship. Uh, that went viral that's going around of, you know, him sitting on the floor mimicking what Kobe did, you know, when they won the Western Conference. I want to see him be dominant in all aspects of the game. Um, If he doesn't get a call, I want him to say and one and move on to the next play. If he scores a three, I want to see him get back in transition and, and lock up Jimmy Butler and get a steal the next possession. I want to see the best player that has ever played the game of basketball. I want to see it. Everybody puts LeBron James on this pedestal. <laughs> you know, LeBron James is the greatest player in the world. LeBron James is number one. LeBron James is this, that, and the fifth. You know, he's better than Jordan. He's better than Kobe, blah, 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 this, that, and the fifth. I want to see it. Because if you listen to the pod, obviously, you know, some might say that I'm a LeBron hater, and that's not the case. That's not true. LeBron is a top five player. He's a top one. You know, one could argue he's a top three player. One, one could argue he's a top two player. 
I don't feel like he's the best player in the league. I feel like you could give that to a multitude of guys. You could argue that about guys like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, etc., etc. That's just my opinion, but that's how I feel. Um, obviously, he's on the Mount, the Mount Rushmore of basketball. Uh, you know, he's up there with with the with with the Jordans, with the Kobe's, uh, with you know the Wilts, the 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 Bill Russells, you know uh, the Shaqs, the Kareems, the Hakeems, all of them. He's up there with them. Uh, but I just don't feel like currently in this league right now, he's as good as people make him out to be. Not saying that he's not good at all. But I think people and the media specifically tend to ride his coat just a little too hard Um, because at the end of the day, the man is three and nine in the finals. Now, if he wins this and wins one more, that'll completely eradicate anything and everything negative that I've said about LeBron. Then I have to I have no choice but to uh, accept, you know everything that everybody says about LeBron James. And I have to admit it to be true. But I need to see him win at least the next, this this final strip and another final strip for me to just put him on, yeah, LeBron was the greatest player that I ever watched play a game of basketball. Steph Curry literally rewrote the game of basketball. You know, nobody was shooting threes the way we, you know, you see people shooting threes now. Until they saw Steph Curry doing it. That's a you know a story for another day. But nonetheless, I digress. Um I think LeBron is going to be LeBron. Um with that being said, uh you know, I think he'll see a lot of different defenders from Jay Crowder to Jimmy Butler to a lot of Andre Iguodala. Um and I think Anthony Davis is gonna be dominant here. I think we see a if the Lakers if the Lakers want to win LeBron's not going to be able to do it by himself in my opinion um he's going to need Tyler or not Tyler Hero I'm sorry Anthony Davis and someone else to step up on this team you know whether it be uh Rajon Rondo or whether it be Kyle Kuzma or Dwight Howard or Markeith Morris or you know whoever Dion Waiters who is not on the in, listed on the injury report um, as of today, or as of yesterday, um, but yeah, LeBron's not gonna be able to do it by himself. Um, Anthony Davis is only one piece of the puzzle. Who, as I said, I expect to be dominant. Um, I, I think Danny Green and Kentavious Caldwell Pope will be okay. Um, I don't think they do enough to get over the hump. Um, this Miami Heat team is really good defensively, and they got a lot better by adding. Solomon Hill, Jay Crowder, uh, Andre Iguodala, just more defensive pieces. So um, Danny Green, obviously a champion, multi, you know, multi, uh, multiple championships under his belt with the Spurs and with the with the Raptors. Um, you know, you can expect his experience to come into play here uh, to help LeBron. But he's been losing minutes, so I don't know how effective he's been. JaVale McGee, obviously a champion. Rajon Rondo, a champion. And I think I, I think you would uh I think I, I would expect 
JaVale McGee to come back into the starting role. And um, I, I think I would expect some good games out of JaVale if, if, that, if he does get the start over Dwight. Um, and I would, I, I would expect him to step up as well. Um, you know, Kyle Kuzma, he's on a whole, he's in a whole different, you know, league right now. He's never had anything, you know, Kyle Kuzma was used to, you know, the losing Lakers, you know, obviously when LeBron first got there, things were changing up, but, uh, he's never smelled the playoffs. And this is going to be, you know, brand new, brand spanking new to him. I would love to see Kyle Kuzma shine here. I really would. Um, But he's had a difficult time in the playoffs uh, adjusting to the role of, I guess, the six man or, you know, the bench, the bench role. When, you know, in my personal opinion, if it weren't for Anthony Davis not being able or wanting or willing to, you know, guard bigs at the five, um, I think Kyle Kuzma would would be would be the starting four for this team, but you know I kind of I put that on Anthony Davis just a little bit, but um, I think eventually maybe you'll see Anthony Davis slide down to the five, and uh, you know if it gets bad enough, and Kyle Kuzma or Markeith Morris will be inserted into the starting lineup, but um, you know just because Bam is a smaller center, only coming in at six nine, um, which is part of the reason why I expect you know Anthony Davis to to be dominant here, but. Um, yeah, man. Nonetheless, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of three point shooting, effective three point shooting, rather. Um, I think we're gonna get an old fashioned grit and grind type game. I could be wrong. Who knows? But um, I'm really looking forward to these finals. Not really, um, you know, too much out of the ordinary to talk about with the Lakers. So, um, oh, Alex Caruso, uh, I could see him, you know, filling in some big shoes here. He's been he's done well in the playoffs. He's been great in the playoffs, actually. Um, him and Rondo have been really just uh, being a push for the Lakers, and I think the um, the X factor for this team is is it it might be Alex Caruso, honestly. Um, I mean, guy is an underrated a underrated piece of what LeBron does. When Caruso and LeBron are on the floor, LeBron's net rating just skyrockets. Now I don't have the absolute, uh the number in front of me, but I did come across uh a statistic in that um area and I I think it was like a a, a plus net rating of like 30 something. I I I don't know. I don't want to be inaccurate, but um Alex Caruso is is one of LeBron's um favorite guys to be on the floor with. Um he excels in that uh, when he excels when he's on the floor with Caruso, as does you know, obviously Caruso does with LeBron. But uh, I I really like to see Caruso um, step up here as well. So with that, with all of that being said, um, I mean, I kind of really touched on touched on it. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Deion Waiters if he, if he is indeed uh, not dealing with that groin injury anymore. Um, he's a guy that is eligible to receive a ring from either side, regardless of what the situation and the outcome is. He's not guaranteed a ring like these clowns are going around on Twitter hyping y'all and gassing y'all up or saying he is eligible. If if the Heat win the ship. 
he is eligible if the Heat deem it so. The Heat have the final say so. Um for Dion if they win it. So if Dion Waiters, you know, I I I me personally, I think that ended on a sour note. I believe Dion ended up getting released by the Heat uh as a free agent. You know, he was um you know, when he first got, obviously when he first got to Miami, he was spectacular for them. Um, had a lot of starts uh, for a season or two. Um, and then, you know, got, I think was dealing with injuries, uh, some suspensions, was coming off the bench, was not happy about his role and was vocal about not being happy about his role. Um and I just I just can't see why the Heat would give him um a ring. I, I think he would have to win it with the Lakers in order for him to get that ring. But um you know, there was the whole uh the whole gummy bear thing, the whole gummy bear edible thing where he passed out on the plane and started I think having a seizure uh from essentially basically overdosing on on uh, weed gummy bears or whatever whatever type of drugs or edibles I don't know I I don't partake in that stuff so I I wouldn't I wouldn't know but there was just so much drama and 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 backlash with Dion I just can't me personally I I just I don't see the heat giving him that and then he didn't even play much for them in the regular season so um, but I, I think it would be, it would make for a great narrative, a great story if he were to, you know, be free of that groin injury and to, you know, be an actual contributor to the Lakers success and winning, uh, a 2020 finals championship. So interesting narrative, obviously a lot of narratives in here, Jimmy Butler, um, you know, his first finals appearance, Andre Iguodala, his sixth finals appearance, Anthony Davis, his first finals appearance, you know, requesting the trade to or to be traded to the Lakers from New Orleans, uh, making it the furthest in in his uh in his career. LeBron James, obviously, so many narratives, you know, his legacy, um and things of that nature. Danny Green uh the lebron thing with three teams and and uh getting one getting a ring with three different organizations et cetera et cetera obviously Dion waiters um and yeah uh dwight howard as well winning his first one rajon rondo so a lot of different narratives a lot of storylines duncan robinson undrafted free agent um, the list goes on. I, I can, I could come up and make up about a thousand narratives, but I'm not going to sit here and do this. Um, to kind of transition into a little DFS, uh, daily fantasy sports, FanDuel and DraftKings. FanDuel is offering a 500 K that is right. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard me right. $500,000 to first place on a single game slate for NBA for the NBA game one of the 2000 2020 
finals performance. Um, obviously, well, you uh, so for single games for, on FanDuel, what happens is uh, you the the salaries are inflated for each player. So normally, you know, LeBron James is like in that ten thousand to twelve thousand range. He is his price gets raised up all the way to uh fifteen, sixteen thousand, whatever the price may be. Seventeen thousand, whatever it is. Um and you pick five players from one game and the payout happens that day. Um you have on FanDuel you have an MVP spot which gives you a multiplier of fantasy points times two. You have a star spot which gives you a multiplier of that that player's uh, fantasy points times 1.5, I think, one and a half. And then you have the pro spot, which uh, is a multiplier of that that player that you put in that position uh, of like 1.2 or something like that. So, And then you have two utility spots, which they just get their regular fantasy points. Um, and that's how you play the single game slate on FanDuel. On DraftKings, it's called a showdown captain slate, which obviously uh, you put the the captain. The captain is just is the same as your MVP. It's just one 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 multiplier multi, uh, on on DraftKings. It's called a captain spot, so it's two times the two times the the stats, but it also multiplies that player's salary as well. So say Goran Dragic is like eight point six thousand. Well, it's gonna take. Goran Dragic's price and multiply it by like one point five or two point or two or something like that, along with the fantasy points, and then you have five util five other utility spots, so six spots in total to fill, one captain with the multiplier, and uh, that one I believe is paying out one million dollars to first place. So I will be playing both of those on both sites. Uh, on FanDuel, the five hundred k to first is. Nine dollars and ninety nine cents to play, I believe. Uh, on DraftKings, it is twenty five dollars an entry. Both are uh, one fifty max eligible, which means you can play one hundred and fifty lineups on on both sites. And um, yeah, so I think what I'll do is I'll I'll well, obviously I've kind of talked about who I think is going to succeed and who I don't think is going to succeed in this slate. But I'll just reiterate some of these plays and then I will call it a night. So um, on FanDuel, obviously, I think at at the MVP spot, um, you have to consider. So my strategy is I select a certain number of MVPs. Then I go to the star position and select a certain number of star players. I might add maybe one or two guys, um, and then I'll go to the pro spot and I'll add, um, you know, maybe probably the same number of guys, but I'll, um, you know, I might add one or two utility players, um, and that's kind of my process. So I'll take my utility, pl- I'll take my pool of utility players, guys that I think are going to be, you know, the fourth and fifth highest scoring players or deserved deserving of that utility spot. Then I'll go to the pro spot and say, okay, which one has the potential of exceeding their salary and possibly being in a GPP winning uh, pro spot? And then I'll do the same thing for the star spot and the MVP spot. So obviously, so in my MVP spot uh, right now, guys that I think uh, that you should 
consider the obvious LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, in this series, I think I'm more of an Anthony Davis fan than I am a LeBron James fan. Obviously, Anthony Davis has the better matchup, I, I, I think, um, than LeBron. LeBron's going to see a multitude of defenders. Really, the only person that has any type of chance of stopping Anthony Davis is, in my opinion, Bam Adebayo. If he does, you know, if he can even do that. Um, I think Jimmy Butler warrants for an MVP spot. I think Bam Adebayo, obviously being, you know, the point center of this team, warrants an MVP spot. And I think Goran Dragic warrants for some merit to being an MVP spot. Moving on to the star position, I think all of those guys uh, that, I that like I said, can be in the MVP spot are eligible to be in the star spot. It's just a matter of, you know, which spot are you putting them in? Um, so if I were to add more guys onto that list, I think Andre Iguodala could um, would make for a risky star spot position, but um, but it would be worth the payout if he does indeed you know reach a thirty minute um, cap or beyond that here. Uh, and then I think Javale McGee, an underrated maybe not star spot, but maybe you know a pro spot um, as a super GPP. This is a one-game slate, and on two-game slates, you try to get weird, you know, so you don't have a lot of ties. Imagine, you know, on a one-game slate where you have to get super weird. So, I think JaVale McGee is an interesting play. I, I need to get word that he's starting first, and we will get that word before uh, the slate locks. But um, JaVale McGee is a, is a, is a, is a guy that I've, I have a lot of interest in in tournaments. Um just for the simple fact that he's a guy that doesn't need a whole lot of minutes, but can fill up the box score with blocks and steals in a short amount of time, rebounds and, and all that stuff. So some interest in JaVale, some interest in Andre Iguodala. Um, and then uh, Alex Caruso is another guy that I think you, that you could put in the pro spot. He's been seeing 20 plus minutes uh, consistently throughout these playoffs uh, in the last game against Denver, 26, 20 before that, 25 before that, 29 before that. Uh, at one point against Houston, he had 30 minutes. So um, a guy that's that's guaranteed minutes and, and who's safe in the rotation. I, I like Alex Caruso at, at the pro spot just because he's a guy that I would normally put at the utility spot, but you know could have a chance of exceeding his salary and breaking the slate. So I kind of want to consider putting him in the pro spot just because um, nobody's probably going to do it at all. He's definitely not going to be in the MVP spot, and he's not going to be in the star spot. So might as well, you know, take a chance and put him in the pro spot if he's better than most of the, the utility players So and, and has a chance of being better than some of the pros. Um, some other guys uh, I'm looking at are Danny Green, obviously Contavious Caldwell-Pope, not really... Too big of fans of those guys, but guys that have uh, done well in this matchup in the in the regular season saw some interest there. Um, Derek Jones Jr. I kind of talked about him on the pod. I I need him to get the minutes, but um, but he is an interesting piece, especially at min price. And if he is going to get those minutes and be a part of this rotation, I think that he is a guy that that won't be owned at all and that can break the slate. So uh, Derek Jones Jr. Um, has done fantastic in this matchup. I can pull up the numbers uh, if you give me one second. During the regular season this year, Derrick Jones Jr. against the L.A. Lakers, uh, 33.8 FanDuel points in one game in the 110-113 to matchup. He played 28 minutes off the bench, uh, shot four for six, two for three from three, seven of eight free throws. Obviously, that's a lot 
but um, had 17 real points, 14 assists. I'm sorry, not 14 assists, four assists and four rebounds with two steals, zero blocks, and three personal fouls. So um, the year before that, if we go back even further, obviously a different Lakers team, but 41.8 FanDuel points in 29 minutes off the bench. Three for four from the field, no threes shot, no threes taken, no threes made. Uh, two for two from the free throw line, nine re- not, oh no, 14 total rebounds, one turnover, three steals, and three blocks uh, with eight real points and one foul. So a guy that can fill up the stat sheet, that can fill up the box score, um, he just needs to get the minutes. And obviously, he's not going to get the 20-plus minutes, but you don't need him to. I think if, if he can get you know in, in the upper teens, uh, low 20s, high 20s, I think he'll be viable. Um, but I would need to, you know, get word from Ira Winderman or somebody, uh, Ira Winderman is the Miami Heat beat writer or somebody from the Miami Herald stating that, you know, uh, Derrick Jones Jr. is going to get more minutes in this, in this series. And I mean, it, it, it's probably less likely than it is likely, but, um, that's my take on Derrick Jones Jr. And I kind of spoke on JaVale McGee already. So, uh, not a lot of interest in Dwight Howard, um, I don't think he starts here, and even if he does, he wasn't really good in this matchup in the regular season. You can go back and look at the box scores if you choose to or watch the tape, however you get it. But, um, yeah, another guy I think, um, last guy I'll I'll talk about is Jay Crowder. 36.7 fantasy points in this game uh, or in this matchup last year, and that was when he was with the Memphis Grizzlies. He was starting. He played 34 minutes, shot 8 for 13 from the field, 4 for 9 from 3. Had six rebounds, three assists, two turnovers, one steal, one block, and 21 real points. Um, have some interest in Jay Crowder. Uh, in, the, in the first time he played this this team when he was with the Memphis Grizzlies, 13 and a half fantasy points, 27 minutes. Uh, that game was a blowout. The score was 120 to 91. In that second game where he blossomed uh, for fantasy points, they lost that game as well, but it was a one-point game, 109 to 108. So... Some interest in Jay Crowder has consistently done well against the Lakers in the past, get, uh, ranging from anywhere from 20 and up in fantasy points the last uh, two, three, seven of uh, eight of the last matchups. So some interest in, in uh, definitely some interest in Jay Crowder. Um, with that all being said, I hope you guys enjoy the NBA Finals. I hope you uh, watch the WNBA Finals and be sure to tune in to the Midnight Hype every Thursday, uh, obviously dropping at midnight. And I will have uh, When the Clock Strikes 12 this week. I tried to have it for you today. Um, my counterparts and compadres weren't weren't ready. Um, I may not end up dropping that till Saturday. I want to get Chica on the show. Um, he said that he probably won't be taking NFL seriously until Saturday. So, uh, look for that to be out anywhere between, uh, tomorrow or tonight and, uh, and Saturday evening, but you will have a, when the clock strikes 12 NFL preview week four. So, um, and please follow, follow, uh, the, at the midnight hype on Twitter so we can get this thing growing and get this thing, um, booming. That way we can bring you even more and better content. Um, and follow myself at K underscore killer cam. Excuse me. With all that being said, like I said, guys, I hope you enjoyed the finals. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
of the Midnight Hype. I hope you tune in to When the Clock Strikes 12, and I hope you tune in to the Midnight Hype every Thursday at midnight once again. With that being said, I, it's been your boy K-Shep Killer Cam. Peace, peace, love, and prosperity. All that good stuff. Y'all have a blessed, fantastic, phenomenal day, afternoon, evening, and good luck to all of you playing in those single game and showdown slates.